We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score, final hour of the show for today, and this hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call one eight seven seven cars for kids The rest of the lineup today on the score, Chuck Swirsky, the Swirsk, will be here from noon to four, and then Matt Spiegel, back from, uh, I think he was in New Zealand. I think he's been in New Zealand the last few months on vacation, so he's back from vacation today. Oh, I thought he was dancing at Gallagher Way every day. I didn't know he was doing that. Yes, it you could, did. It could be. It could be. But I think uh, I think he'll be here at four. In fact, I'm sure he'll be here from four to six thirty, taking you up to Cubs baseball. A lot right of baseball here, there. Right here on six seventy. The score. The Swirsk. You know, the Swirsk really was the first sports radio show that there was in Chicago. Sports radio talk show. In in uh, I mean I guess Chet Kopic gets a lot of credit for kind of in, inventing it. I mean, in that's this the town. first I knew of. But Chuck had a show when I was in college. Chuck had a show on Sunday nights on the Loop FM, which you could get in Decal. Yeah, and uh, we used to listen to it. Wow. Some sometimes not in the proper uh, <laughs> in a in a in a proper state yeah. at that point. Well, sure. it was Sunday. It was a day that ended in Y. So. Why shouldn't we uh, be slightly off at that time? But uh, it was quite a thing. It was it was quite a uh, that was quite it was actually very entertaining, and it's the first thing that I know of that was ever done in this town. But Chuck Swirsky is a good man. He's um, he's one of the best people that that you'll ever meet in this business. He's a really good guy. He did uh, play a huge role in my honeymoon, which is a story that would take a half hour to tell. Most score listeners have probably heard it before. I can't tell you that story now. Uh, Mitch informs me that uh, Spiegel has been in the Dominican and Havana scouting baseball. I assume for the Cubs. I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't know if that's independent, or or if he's working that's for the probably Cubs. where he went on the honeymoon. He said, "We're going to go scout some baseball." What's your take on them for a second? <laughs> Three one two six. Can we get him into what? I want him hosting. We've got to get him on. That's your job, Eli. Get him on our show, <laughs> just to put you through hell. And then he has to turn the tables and interview us, or we just interview him. Like, he talk interviews. about that for a second. <laughs> talk about that for a second. <laughs> talk about that for a second. Well, you just said it all. You just said everything, and now you're saying yeah. talk about that for a second. So What's your take on that? You want me to confirm your opinion? There's so, a lot of that. You just so, said everything okay. there is to say about the subject. Is there a question in our future? Well, that happens every day if you consume sports media. <laughs> Have you done that? Press conference, radio show, anything? That's what happens everywhere. I thought a question, the purpose of a question was to elicit information. That's, you know. 
that's the way I was brought up in journalism. Dan Patrick's that's a whole good different at that. Yeah. Uh, Tim Anderson yesterday with a couple of bombs. He has such easy power, Joe. It's easy power. It's like Chris Bryant easy power. When Bryant connects, it doesn't even look like he's swinging hard. Tim Anderson looks like that sometimes. Easy power. Hit a couple really easy yesterday and then made two errors on one play. And he hit the... <laughs> He hit, his throwing hand got hit in the thumb again with a ground ball. That's that's kind of kind of strange, wouldn't you say? That's a pretty <laughs> basic play for an infielder, right? I, why does that keep happening? And is his future at shortstop? That is my question to you. Talk about that for a second. <laughs> and if uh, I, and if you can't, I understand. If you don't have an answer for me on that, then uh, then don't. So What's your take on Empress? I, nothing's really changed with Tim Anderson. You, you see flashes. You see flashes of what can be, and you get excited. And the second you get excited, you see blunder after blunder in the field. So long term, no, probably not a shortstop. Okay, but I don't so know what you do with the guy because you, how about you got Makata? What, what you, about what? how about left field? You got Robert in center. You got Eloy in right. Unless Eli can't play right, is Eli going to play right field? Eli, give me give me your certain answer right now on what's going to happen years down the road. I want absolutely one hundred percent confirmation right now. When we had the Barons play by play guy on the show, he said right field. Okay, so because I because I there's some people in the organization aren't sure he's going to play right field. Yeah, and Anderson can't play right field, but if Eli can play right, Anderson could play left. Anderson, and you need, then who's going to be your shortstop? How about that for a second? What's your take on that? What's your take on that for a second? <laughs> you have to watch the show. If you don't watch the show, I'm sorry. Anderson's on pace for 32 homers. Might be a little surprising because they come in bunches. But you just can't. I mean, that, no. Long term, he can't be your shortstop. You want to win a, okay. a winning ball club? No, he can't be your. From okay. what we've seen so far, unless something really he really turns the corner defensively. No, long term, he cannot be your shortstop. How about third base? Possible. There was, you know, there were. I, I can't tell you how many times the Cubs thought about switching Dunstan from short to third. Third, yeah. Talked about it over Sandberg and over. Started at third, right? Yeah. I just don't think – I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Obviously, you know that. I was asking rhetorically. I, I just don't think long-term, unless we see – I mean, there's time, okay? Here's the beauty of this program is you got time. You got nothing but time. You got at least another year and a half where you can experiment with this and see if he develops into, yeah. into a, a guy you can trust. And you'll but know in that time. He's turning 25 next month. You need trust at that position, though. You need that to be a certainty. You don't. You, you can't have – Simple ground balls are short to go off your throat, the thumb on your throwing hand. Yeah, in the ninth inning, can't have that. So, I guess we'll see what happens over the next year or two. Need legal advice by a reputable attorney? Send questions you want answered to cbschicago.com/slash/legaladvice, and look online for free legal Fridays with Horwitz, Horwitz and Associates. That's cbschicago.com/slash/legaladvice. Bill Wennington, a very funny guy. I don't know how much time you've spent with him, but a very funny guy. And those guys do a great job. Swirsky and Wennington, they do a great job. They don't, they're not Bulls apologists. They call the game. And if something's not good, they say it's not good. Or if somebody does something wrong, they say they did something wrong. And it's refreshing because you just don't get a lot of that in local play-by-play. 
Did you see Jim Palmer the other day on no. Chris Davis? No. Raked him over the coals. Okay. Davis was upset. That was my first reaction. It's like, you don't see a lot of that anymore. It was uh, during the series with the Sox, just how awful he is. You know, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay but to But then tell- the next day, people run to uh, Davis. What's your reaction? And then he, well, they always he's going to say he's bothered by it. Like, yeah. They always did that with Stoney, too. You know what Harry said? Harry said, I'm going to be here a lot longer than you are. It's a fact. And he was. Yep. It, you can't. Fans are more sophisticated today than they were in the days of Jack Brickhouse and everything was everything was wonderful. Sunshine and lollipops. Fans are more sophisticated than that. You can't. You, you just can't pretend something's good when it's not. Or somebody didn't make a bad play when they just made a bad play. I mean, what are you supposed to a guy that's making so much money and you need a lot from him? Your Baltimore, what is he supposed to say about Chris Davis? He's playing great? That team stinks. This team's going nowhere. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. I admit, I watch it at least twice a week. Five, it makes, five times. I don't. Yes, you do. I hate you. I really hate you. Uh, you know A-Rod's doing the stretch tonight? Yes, I do. You okay with that? I'm okay with it. Doesn't bother me. And, well, if it, it had worse characters... <laughs> If well, worst characters sing the stretch. Well, the three of them are going to do it. You've got Viscursion and Jessica okay. Mendoza. So they do it. that for a lot of visiting. They do that for a lot of visiting announcers, and they do that for uh, almost all of not the, the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the Brennamans up there. Do well, you? I bet you Tommy's done it since he. Uh, I bet you not anymore. But not anymore. Not but anymore. I bet you he did. I bet you he's done it. Yeah, I'm sure, of course he has. I mean, he and Harry were tight. Are you kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses. <laughs> Baez. You stink. According to Tom, the Cubs are out there just fighting themselves. He doesn't have anything to do with anything. Strope. Listen, I, I have to recuse myself because, as you know, I You're love Tom. Yes, he's I a know. good friend of mine, and uh, I think he's really good at what he does. He's a homer. Guess what? Look around town. Ooh. See anybody who's not? Look around this town. See anybody who's not? Over there chirping at Amira Garrett. He doesn't have anything to do with anything except making a bad boy chase his bat around. I mean, I'm sur- surrounded by homers. You? Me. <laughs> yeah, no. There's People a- were mad at me last week because I said Baez was wrong. He was wrong for what he did. Can't do that. Can't do that. You want cheerleading? Look elsewhere. It's easy to find. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't care if A Rod's doing it. Does it make Doesn't the Ricketts look bad? I'm not going to because want... of the stance that he's taken on social. That's the question. We were talking about this, uh, the Mullion Hanley show on Friday a little bit. Whether it makes him look bad, I'm fine with it. You're going to have the three of them up there. Not a big deal. But because of the stance Ricketts has taken, Sammy Sosa not welcome. Not welcome. Not welcome. Well, A Rod didn't walk out on the Cubs, and he's also apologized for it and came clean on his steroid use. So I just kind of hesitate on that. Who's really come clean? Look, this is what I did when I did. Yeah, I guess nobody really has done that. Let me rephrase, because you're right. He didn't really come clean. He offered all sorts of excuses for what happened and accepted his punishment. But did he really come clean? I don't know. After after, anybody after biogenesis, did he really come clean? Of course not. I don't know. Cano Uh, Cano involved in that, too. Yes. Yes. He got a and pass. Who, and Melky Cabrera. Yes. All three of them. We gave and him they a were, pass in this town. And they were all buddies. Yeah. They were all buddies. The three of them were buddies. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. Go ahead, sing the show. If it's not Harry, I don't watch anyway. I love it when I love it when it's Harry. I mean, it just you should do it every time. It should. And, We've and talked it, about that. It yeah. works. It works. You really don't have to do anything else. Uh, I want to thank the uh, uh, all of the uh, networks for showing the Joe Carter home run in the 93 World Series. I'm seeing that all weekend, so I want to thank them for that because the Phillies and Blue Jays are playing each other this weekend. Is that really necessary? Why? Because it's 25 years? The Phillies reunion is coming up, so I'm going to see it again over and over again. can avoid it. Worst beat of all time. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Worst beat of all time. We've had some bad ones. Yes. <laughs> but we only remember the bad ones. That's true. It's true. You don't remember the 17. 17- we didn't celebrate the Astros, having the Astros to win the World Series last year. We were calling that 14-1 before the season started. You don't remember the 17 NHL parlays that you hit, you know, things like that. The Eagles 40-1 to win the Super Bowl. You think of the, uh, or Andrew Landry at, uh, at no, uh, 200-1. to one. Yeah, you uh, you remember the ones that hurt a lot, okay. and and that one hurt a lot. Okay, can we get this back on track? Go ahead. This is going off the rails. Well, okay. Since and whose fault? You're bringing up- and whose fault is that? Probably mine. Whose fault is that? I don't know. Who's responsible for that? Did you see what Manfred said? As long as we're talking about gambling, okay. You said Did you, you see were going to do it. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> Unbelievable. This was this was barely any, any coverage. Barely. I had to search for this. Here's Manfred. We spend the money to produce the product. Gambling, sports betting operations are free riding on that product. It's our intellectual property at the end of the day. (laughs) Even worse, they're presenting a threat to the integrity of that product that will require us to spend money in order to protect that integrity. I just think it's important to keep those fundamentals in mind. What's your take on them for a second? are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's buying that? Are you kidding me? How about... How I about, know you're desperate to get your integrity fee, which I hope you don't. Well, the states have to get together. The key here is they all have to follow New Jersey's leads, which, New Jersey's lead, which is screw you. No. I hope so. The answer is West no. Virginia said the same thing because they're New very Jersey, close. It cost New Jersey $9 million to fight all of these leagues in court, including MLB, which was fighting New Jersey... At the federal level, and now that they lose, they want New Jersey's hands. they want their hands are out. Now, pay now us. give us, yeah. Pay us now. No, okay. sorry. You and the NFL and everybody else in this, you fought, you fought, you fought, and you fought, and now you want a piece of the action. First of all, you're full of it, okay? The the gambling's been going on, whether offshore or with your corner guy, for as long as you can remember. No, we're free riding. We're free riding off of baseball. This is what you want, Manfred. This is what you want because baseball stands to benefit more than any other sport. And I've been thinking about this over the last couple of nights with what we've seen in the NBA. Okay, let's say you have an integrity fee set up. And what that means with legalized sports betting is the leagues get a percentage of every bet. It's a tax of your money as a a gambler. Just to be allowed to tax. Just to be allowed to bet on the game if you want to do that. So, okay, the last two nights we've seen game seven. The running joke forever in this league has been, well, the league wants a Game 7. There's going to be a Game 7. Now we see that with the Cavs winning big. With the Warriors, they end up pulling away and winning big last night. So what if the league is getting paid on bets in a Game 7? There's going to be even more of that. 
Now you're opening up that can of worms. It's just, it can't he, happen. Here, here's the simplest way to answer it. For, this has been going on. Gambling's been going on for as long as there have been games. Okay. And the only scandals I'm talking about in the modern era that have been unearthed have been unearthed because of the regulators in Vegas, because of Thank the books you. in Vegas finding a line that's bad, finding a huge line move yes. based on a huge amount of money and bringing it to the attention of regulators who then go to the NCAA or to whom or to the feds or wherever they go with that and they go investigate this. There's something really Really wrong here. We're taking this line down because no, there's something we're, wrong. So who found it? We're presenting it? a threat. Who, we're who, presenting a threat. So yes, you're you're right. The it's, fact is, the more regulated it is, the better chance you have of finding something that's wrong. The more regulated it is. So don't tell me that this is posing some kind of threat. If anything, it poses less of a threat than it ever has if every single state is regulating. So he's saying also that we need to. We're going to have to spend more money to make sure that our sports has integrity. So it doesn't have integrity that's, currently? That's just, is that just, is that your argument? You're saying there's no integrity right now in utter, baseball? It's utter nonsense. Get out of here. It's all utter nonsense. Free ride? This is what you want, Manfred. You want the fan engagement. You want people watching every game or having a reason to watch every game. Like Mac football on a Wednesday night. What do you think people are watching? Not because it's just Barry with NIU. It's Maction, baby. Yeah. It's Maction. Meaning gambling. That's what. It, that's why they're watching. I disagree with you completely. You don't. on that. It's quality football, and I love it. When we come back, uh, you have a Kyle Schwarber question that you wanted to ask, and um, I have uh, another White Sox question for you. We have lots of people on hold. Jim, Frank, Bill, and George. We'll get to you next on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. <laughs> Will you and Eli stop it, please? I mean, can we just talk White Sox? Do we have to play Thunderstruck every time? Why do you hate the White Sox, Strowski? The players don't even want to hear it anymore. They they said. Well, it'll feel good again once they're good, right? At some point. Eli, what's going on in the minor leagues? I saw Eloy Jimenez hit a monster shot last night. I mean, it looked good off the bat, but that's all we could tell from the replay because there was no camera angle in the outfield. So all we saw was him swing, and it seemed to go a very long way. Yeah, Jimenez with his ninth home run of the season. It's interesting. I was looking some stats up about how he's changed as a hitter over the last couple of years. So his line drive rate is up 5.4%. His fly ball rate is up 8%. And his ground ball rate is down 13.5%. So he's hitting the ball more in the air and, and more line drives too. And here's how his home run sounded yesterday. Stretch and the pitch. A swing and a high fly. Center field. Did he do it? It is deep. It is gone! Salami time! Oh my goodness, Eloy Jimenez with a grand slam! Sounded like uh, he was ready to go on Molly and Hanley again. Who is? Who is this, wow. Can anybody tell me or explain sh- to me why, shot. why he's. Salami time! Why, I, why, why is he still in double A? That's my question. No, yeah, it's, it's a fair question. I think it'll also do with the Super 2 status. Double, and, no, no, no. Why is he in double A? 
Well, the general, I mean, conventional wisdom at this point is that there's really not that much difference between double A AA and triple A. He can make the jump you, from double A to here. If you want him here in July, he can come here in July. He can, but I, I don't see them doing that. Do you? Uh, I don't think that's out of the realm. I think, I mean, my guess would be Kopech, um all-star breakish, roughly, and then uh, Eloy somewhere... But they, Somewhere they, probably after September first. They talk would be about my, not that, skipping steps. I I just don't see well, him skipping Charlotte completely. Triple A for a hitter is not much of a step. For a pitcher, okay. For a, for a hitter, not so much. Okay, I I would be surprised. Double we don't see that as much. But double A talent is such that um, I I don't think that your competition is going to give you that much more of a look at Triple A. You got an awful lot of nothing in Triple A these days. Guys that are going to stay there forever, yeah. Go ahead, Eli. What's uh, What else is happening? So in double A2, Zach Collins, 364 batting average over his last 10 games, two home runs and five RBI over that stretch. 46 walks in 43 games this year. That's good for a 24% uh, walk rate, and it's still a 25.7% strikeout rate. I also found it interesting when Han was talking about after Castillo was, was not with the team anymore after the 80-game suspension for PEDs. He mentioned Zebby Zavala's name as an option to come up to the Sox and not Zach Collins. Uh, Zavala was just placed on the 10-day DL earlier this week. So, Is that because they're more worried about Collins' development? I think defensively is what it is. So the way it works is if you got a guy who's just a guy and you got a guy you consider to be a big prospect, you don't mind just bringing a guy up. Whereas you're not going to do that to a guy you're still trying to develop. Him. Yeah. Not that they don't think the other guy doesn't matter, because I think they do. But if there, but if in your mind one uh, supersedes the other and it's not close, then you consider the development much more important. With you want to give Collins a fair shot at being a catcher in this league. Yeah. Uh, are you encouraged by those numbers, Eli? Yeah, the walks especially, okay. but the strikeout rate still, he's got to improve, improve his uh, plate discipline. And then over to AAA, Michael Kopech, five innings pitched in his start earlier this week, two earned runs, four hits, eight strikeouts, four walks, uh, 12.1 strikeouts per nine innings pitched, a 3.97 ERA overall, and a 3.57 XFIP. But then lastly here, Dylan Cease pitched on Friday. He's been tremendous, and he was again. They seven innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, nine strikeouts, two walks, and his 99th pitch of the game, his final pitch of the game, was 102 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, his velocity has been something else. Rodon got hit in the head the other day but he, with a line drive, but appears to be okay. Yeah, he was pitching in Charlotte. That was on Friday. Two and two-thirds innings pitched, one hit. No earned runs and six strikeouts, no walks, and so he exited in the third inning, and, so and he's okay. That's two outings for him so far. Correct. And he had both the of them start last, and both week. of them really good. Yeah. Okay. Six so. strikeouts and eight outs is pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, as far as the as far as uh, concussion protocol and all that, he seems to be fine. All right. Well, let's hope that uh, he continues on the track that he's been on, and there's no setback here. All right, it is time for a scoreboard update with Kevin Zipak. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Thank you, Kevin Zipak. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you for another 25 minutes. You know what that music means. It's time to go out to the Score Hotline, where we're joined by Score Baseball insider Bruce Levine. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. 
You can follow him on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. You can hear him right now on Hit and Run. Okay, Bruce, so what did you learn from Joe Madden talking about launch angle over the last couple of days based on the newly released study by baseball on the baseballs? Well, that uh, he believes that every batter has a different launch angle uh, going after different pitches, Barry, and uh, that it's, it's nothing new. He said the, you know, I don't think he likes the launch angle as a permanent swing that you just swing up and you try to hit home runs. I don't think uh, he's into that, but he he uh, he proposes that uh, launch angle is just a uh, pretty much generally put out there to be all-encompassing but talking about uh, guys with a uppercut swing that hit home runs and don't do a lot else. And he's, he's not in for that, that's for sure. Rizzo has an eight-game hit streak, but most of those games were ju- just talking about one hit per game. Is he coming out of this? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the back went on longer than anybody anticipated. This was the most severe back injury that he's ever had. I mean, he's always had back issues from the time he started out in uh, – the major league, but it wasn't something that was he was going to miss uh, eight eight games for. So this was uh, about restarting spring training again for him, and, and you know getting back to uh, you know in sync, not only offensively, but his legs under him, if you notice, and also on defense. There were just uh, there were just some snafus, things that weren't working for him that he didn't look like the player that he is, and I think he's just rounding into that right now. He would he would tell you that his defense was enough to snuff. He would tell you that his base running was enough to snuff. So those are those are things that are obvious, and and it's obvious for a guy that's uh, coming back from a severe back uh, you know pain that uh, debilitated him to the point where he couldn't make it on the field. Uh, I I think we we didn't uh, pay much attention to that. I I, I think he's going to be fine. And now if he goes back and he has continued problems with the back, you know that that's that's another issue. Then you can see a. Uh, you know, one of those, you know, seasons where the guy doesn't hit up to his uh, capabilities, and it's it's not the same year. But we're only one-third of the way through, so there's plenty of time left. And if you notice, uh, the RBIs are starting to pile up for him. Bruce, would Lucas Giolito be better served pitching in the minors right now? Well, that's, you know, I, I don't really have a definitive answer to that because of the fact that um, if you tell me that, getting minor league players out with uh, inferior approach is going to make you a more legitimate pitcher at the major league? Um, I would say no. You know, I mean, are you going to get away with a lot more in the minor leagues than you get away with at the major league level? And if you're still not improving your command and your delivery, which is uh, so impactful for Giolito going north and south rather than east and west, then it's really not going to matter on the results in the minor leagues. So I guess I'm inclined to say I would rather see him in the bullpen uh, pitching as a long man for a short period of time just to get himself together. And I'd like to see him do it a couple times a week for maybe a month before you put him back in the rotation. The White Sox have had tremendous success getting guys skilled in their bullpen under less pressure with more tutelage going down the line. Uh, and then throwing them into the rotation. They, they go way back to, uh, you know, the Mark Burley days when they started doing this. And they've been successful with this. And I don't, I don't see anything wrong taking a step back and getting him straightened out being a bullpen guy for a short period of time. I, you know, we're in this 
world of sensitivity where if you're not doing the one thing that they told you you were going to do, you're a failure. And I, I don't believe that. I think this is just a part of the player development for Giolito. I, I mean, I think you make a great point, and that's a great idea, and that might be the correct approach here. I just think people don't necessarily realize that even though the White Sox are bad and are expected to be bad, it doesn't mean that there's not pressure. And sometimes it benefits a guy to be somewhere where he can relax, study some video, try to find his release point again, try to find his mechanics again in maybe a different setting where it's not quite so complicated. But I think you make a great point. If he's with Don Cooper and he's at the major league level, and he has the opportunity to work on it here, That that's probably a better idea. He had a run of games there where the walks were down, where it was about uh, two walks per game, right, Bruce? Right. But, you know, again, it's become, you know, you can see a guy that's putting too much pressure on himself. And you know the stuff is better. I'm not saying he's a number one. Uh, he's, not, he's not the pitcher that they drafted, uh, when Washington drafted, uh, you know, four or five years ago. He's, he's not the guy that throws 96, 97. But he's an intelligent guy with some good stuff, and there's no reason why he can't be a really good starting pitcher in the major league. I just think, you know, getting a chance to breathe, Barry, as you said, just uh, kicking back, taking instruction, coming in games sometimes where uh, the game's not on the line, and just, you know, going against major league hitters. I think you get a lot more done by doing that than sending him to the minor leagues where he might have success as far as numbers go, but he's not necessarily accomplishing what he has to to be a uh, efficient major league pitcher and uh, have command of his stuff and his uh, mobility every game out. Should the White Sox welcome Wellington Castillo back with open arms in late August? Uh, you know, Joe, what, what what choice do they have other than uh, saying, "Okay, here's your the ten million dollars we have left to owe you, and see you later"? Because I, I'm just wondering what what their opinion is on yeah. because they make a big deal about Abreu, it, what he means to this locker room right. with all these young players. It, it's yeah, it's a huge disappointment. I mean, there's there's no way around it, and uh, because the guy was not careful with what he was doing himself, can you trust him with your pitchers who are, you know, number one priority as far as going forward? Um, You know, the indication for Castillo is a terrific guy, liked by everybody, recommended by Renteria from his time with him in 2014 in the Cubs. And, uh, you know, I I covered the guy, you know, uh, for a number of years, and he's a stand-up guy, a hard-working guy. Uh, You take this PED thing as, hey, Everybody tries to cheat, and some of them get caught, and you just move on from it? Or do you say, you know, this is a character issue, we can't trust our young pitchers with him? If you say, we can't trust our young pitchers, then you write the big check and you let him go. Otherwise, he comes back, and it's like, you know, made a mistake. Here I am. I stood up, took uh, care of it, and now I'm I'm back. But, again, uh, it just depends on your philosophy of whether he can help you with those young pitchers, and you trust them with those young pitchers going forward. Yeah, cheating, cheating is cheating, but it wasn't roids. You know, I, I think there's a little context to bring in. It was about recovery, correct? Yeah, but, I mean, we don't know how long he was doing it. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, just, the, the it, point is, is they get caught, but how long have they been cheating for? How much masking, you know, has been done to the point where guys have been covered, you know, for two or three years, and then all of a sudden, you know, MLBs, a chemist, catch up to it you know these are things we don't know and and every time you see a cano or a castillo get caught you go you know what 
the players uh, cheating are still way ahead of MLB and their chemists. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it casts a bad light on the game, but it's still out there and we have to be aware of it. And, uh, you know, regardless of uh, whether a guy gets caught or not, we still don't know when he started cheating. This is really going to hurt his Hall of Fame chances, too. So that's that's bad. Bruce, uh, people want to know how I forgot to ask you last week how the Mother's Day dinner went with your ex-wife, your your girlfriend, and your daughter all at the same dinner. Well, uh, there was a, a stand. I took a, uh, a standing eight count, and it was a, a technical knockout in the ninth round of a dinner. But uh, all the ladies got along great. Uh, I was the focal point of being the uh, all-time bad guy. And isn't that what Mother's Day is all about, isn't it? You know, the fact that uh, they are great, we are horrible, and we are saluting them the greatest species on the earth. So so I've been there before, Bruce. You went nine rounds. I'm guessing. I did. I'm guessing they all bonded over ripping you, right? Yeah. Always. Yes. I, mean, uh, I mean, that is, you know, and, and the beautiful thing is they, they all get along great. They like each other. They just don't like me. And that's, 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 just, that's just the way it worked out. But uh, every guy listening think, in their car is nodding their head. I mean, you know, and, and everybody got flowers. Everybody uh, got cards. Everybody got a, a really nice dinner. And, uh, you know, I just sat there and smiled, which, as you guys know, is not, not easy for me. But, uh you can, I think you can man up uh, a couple days a year, like Mother's Day and birthdays. You know, it's, it's not that rough. Bruce, thanks for your time. Uh, we're glad you survived, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. All right, guys. Have a great day. Take thanks. care. Thanks, Bruce, Bruce Levine, Score Baseball Insider. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse and every Sunday on Hit and Run. Yeah, um, words of advice uh, like, uh, you know, Keep your mouth shut and look busy are are good things. And then always remember always remember these are you a rookie? Always remember these words. Um speak when spoken to. Uh I'm sorry. Uh I won't do it again and I'm getting help for my problem. That's uh, those are words uh to remember and to pass down from generation to generation. I'm sorry, I won't do it again and I'm getting help for my problem. Uh, that's Joe Ostrowski. I'm Barry Rosner. We'll wrap up Hit and Run when we come back after this. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Do you remember the letter that Mike Rania wrote me? You do. Do you remember how I ended it? I cherish... The memories of a question my grandson asked me the other day when he said, Grandpa, were you a hero in the war? Grandpa said no. But I served in a company of heroes. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. That, of course, is the late, great Dick Winters from Easy Company, the 101st Airborne, from the series Band of Brothers, which if you haven't seen it, it is probably the best thing that's ever been done, the best series ever produced. It uh, it makes me think of 
Bob Feller, who I met for the first time on opening day 2010 on the South Side, where he was celebrating the 70th anniversary of his opening day no-hitter, the only opening day no-hitter ever thrown. And uh, he was a mountain of a man, and still at 90, 91 or 92, was just this enormous figure. And he was sitting on a wall. There, actually, I actually posted a picture of it today uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, he was sitting on a wall near the near the visitors' dugout, and was signing autographs as many as they wanted for the young people from up at uh, the naval base up north. Uh, it now escapes me the Great Lakes Naval Air. Sorry. And uh, he was just as nice as he could be to all of those those young people. And I, I started talking to him, and he he told me something I'll never forget. When I asked him about enlisting two days after Pearl Harbor, he said he said it it wasn't my duty; it was my right. He considered it his right, and uh, pretty much everyone everyone from that generation, known as the greatest generation, felt the same way. Here's what's amazing about about Bob Feller, who was Arguably the best pitcher in baseball when when he uh, entered the service, winning 24, 27, and 25 games in his age 20, 21, and 22 seasons before he left with just extraordinary, <laughs> extraordinary strikeout totals and uh, incredible ERAs and whips and innings totals of 296 and 320 and 343. So he loses four years to military service where he served on the Alabama on two oceans, by the way. Comes back the next year after four years away from the game and goes 26-15 and 15 with a 218 in 48, sorry, 42 starts, 371 innings with 36 complete games and 10 shutouts. There's a lot of black on that page, on his baseball reference page, an extraordinary career. Yeah. I believe he and Jackie Robinson were the first players elected in their first year on the ballot since the original class of Hall of Famers. But uh, it was an amazing conversation, and uh, I felt stupid for not knowing more about what the guys of his generation did, which I then went back and learned more about. And uh, there's some great websites you can go to to learn more about that. Baseball in Wartime, I think, is one of them. Might be one, but... uh, you can find that on your own. So happy Memorial Day to all who have served, those who are serving, and uh, we appreciate you very much. Joe, the um, the one thing we didn't get to was you you were you were asked me off the air about Kyle Schwarber, and uh, talk about that for a second. Talk about Kyle Schwarber for a second. Well, what you thinking on that? Quietly, I don't know if it's that quiet. I guess it is. Quietly, he's having an unbelievable year offensively. He, and I know he had the rookie year and then the big injury, of course, but and then the struggles last year when they put him in leadoff, career high in average, a 384 on base, 515 slugging. His walk rate is up to 17%. His weighted runs created plus is 142. Should be playing every day. That's my point. Should be playing every day. And, and then we were going back and forth earlier in the show about the defense, and the defense is better probably than most would have expected. He should be playing every day. But, again, it's the numbers issue. 
I would like to see him get more opportunities against left-handed pitching. I want to see if he can hit left-handed pitching. He's had 24 at-bats this year against lefties. I agree with you. I agree with you. Joe, we're out of time, so it's time for thank yous. To our producer, Eli Hershkovich, great job again today. To Kevin Zipak, thank you for the updates. Thanks to our guests, Bruce Levine and Tom Verducci. Thanks for calling. Thanks for texting. Most of all, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you spending some of your Sunday with us. Stay tuned now for the Swirsk. He's on till 4, and then it's Matt Spiegel back from a long scouting trip in Havana. He'll be on from 4 to 6.30, taking you up to Cubs baseball right here on The Score. It's Tyler Chatwood and Ty Block. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everyone, and have a very happy and peaceful Memorial Day. Hasta la vista, baby! I carpool with McGowan to the ballpark in the morning. Are you kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses. So long, everybody. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 